Girl, I got real nostalgic for some 90s music in this today. I know. Oh, my God. God. Things I do for you. <laughs> oh, it sounds just like that other song. Oh. Jillian Pensavale. <laughs> Patrick Hines. <laughs> but- <laughs> Yikes. You just came off of a book party, didn't you? I know that voice anywhere. Hi, girl. Hey, girl. Hey, fam, before we get into it, come see us at Obsessed Fest, October 20th to the 22nd in Dallas. We are getting so close. Drag queens galore. We've been looking over what they're doing for the drag brunch, what they're doing for the opening number. They're doing drag bingo all weekend. True crime stuff. Josh Hallmark from True Crime Bullshit is coming to do two different panels on Israel Keys. No way. Including a panel about how he rules out people that they think might be an Israel Keys victim. Wow. Bob Ruff is going to be there. Rabia, you, me, Ellen and Joey. Maggie and Amber and Daisy and... Wine and Crime Wine Girls. And crime. Sinisterhood. Red Red-handed. <laughs> oh my God. Obsessedfest.com. Get your tickets. What are we talking about today? Okay, we are talking... This is on Hulu. It's yep. called Malfunction, The Dressing Down of Janet Jackson. This is the Super Bowl travesty, this tragic bullshit that happened with Janet and Justin Timberlake. Classless, crass, and deplorable stuff. Meanwhile, many are asking what happened to the line that shouldn't be crossed. Janet Jackson says it was all her fault. Her flashbacks. Just say, I'm a trollop. If the culture wars could have a, a 9-11, it's February 1st, 2004. 89 million viewers watch. Janet Jackson's R-rated Super Bowl stunts. The exposure of Janet Jackson's breast. Janet Jackson. Janet Jackson. Looking into television and the large amounts of sex and violence is an old political trick, and there's always a bit of demagoguery involved. There was no equality of punishment. I am really sorry. She is taking the complete fall for this. It's a black thing. To see it on that scale happening to someone like Janet, it didn't just happen to her. It rippled and touched all of us. I still don't understand how hard they came for Janet. Jumping right in, just to give you a sense of how bad some men thought this was, we get a guy at the top here who compares what happened at the Super Bowl to 9-11. Oh, God. To 9-11. He says this was music, the music industry's 9-11. Can you imagine? But, like, what... Happened to Janet Jackson is absolutely terrible. Correct. Here. That's not what he's talking no, about. No, that's not what he's talking about. <laughs> he's talking about what happened to him. Oh, you know God. what I mean? You know what I mean? But we we dive right in. Tito Jackson is here. I love him so much. And we see footage of Janet as a kid. And like yes. she just was a born performer. She's so confident. Okay, but like but they hypersexualized her. 100%. She's 10 years old. She's making her like talk show debut on we don't even know what the talk show is. She's basically sitting on his lap. He's telling her how cute she is. And then like she goes and does this May West thing where she's singing like lover boy that to lover her boy brother. song and lover she's, boy. yeah and she's doing like a great Mae West impression but sure. not, a seven-year-old should not have that no. she's also dressed like a drunk rich lady who just killed her husband and Columbo's about to knock on the door <laughs> she's wearing this it's completely anything for a Columbo ref huh it's GP? completely inappropriate it is and Columbo would it agree. doesn't it's terrible but we learned that like she was a natural actress like we get this whole backstory of her acting career yeah she played Penny on Good Time she was on different strokes as Willis's girlfriend she was on Fame And we get this woman, Danielle Smith, who's the former editor-in-chief of Billboard, saying, I think that people forget that there just were not that many black people on television. And for me, as a little girl growing up in the 1970s and 1980s, she was a mirror of me. Man, she was going through what I was going through on television, and there was almost no place else to look. 
She was the only thing on TV reflecting my life. Right. And this is why, I mean, the world loves Janet Jackson. Of course. But this is why black women, especially, especially during that time, loved her so much. Because what she's saying is that, like, girls and women grew up with her. Yes. And that's super important to see, like, a little girl who looks like you, like, to have that representation so early in your yes. life. And, and for her to be one of the very few that was able to do it, that's why she was so beloved. Right. Kathy Hughes is here. She is the founder of Urban One, Inc., which is the largest black-owned media company in the country. I was like, Kathy, damn! Yeah, she's here to give us a hard dose of reality. I know. Because she's like, that's great and very, very important, and that cannot be ignored. But, like, all the pressure that was put on Janet because of this. And then, like, you have the white executives who will still always care about, like, what the white audience feels the most comfortable with. Right. And that, like, white is beautiful. And so Janet was still, as a kid, put in this position to, like, fight against all of this. And it must be hard, so hard, to literally grow up on camera from seven through your teenage years, which, like, aren't always kind to people. It's awkward. It's uncomfortable. And so she, again, because, like, we just can't fucking have nice things. I remember I was getting dressed for the very, very first episode. The wardrobe lady, while she was dressing me, she says, I have to, to put bandages around your chest. I immediately thought, as I am isn't good enough. Mm. And then it was told to me that the next season, I was too heavy, that I needed to lose weight. Apparently, Janet Jackson was too fat as a teenager, I which know. is insane. I want to get to that in one second, but first I want to let everybody know that Michael Musto is here. Michael Musto's here. For five seconds. Now, Michael Musto and I are friends on Facebook. <laughs> are you yes, really? we are. I've met him a handful of times. He's right. He's like, if you don't know who Michael Musto is, go back to our episode about Michael Alleg. Yes. The club kids. He was he, a club kid and he wrote for the Village, Village Voice. Voice. He Famously. was really like a big deal in the 80s. He is that old man who uses Facebook like Twitter. So he'll literally like, I'm trying to think of a good recent example where he's like, he'll he'll like, he'll like live Facebook presidential debates. Okay. So it's like only going out to like his like 200 Facebook friends. But you're not making a thread. It's no. just like another post and over like, and over again. With like the smile emojis in the background. I'm like, oh, Grandpa Musto. And he's only here for five seconds, but I'm like, I have to tell Jillian that A, I see him riding his bike around town at all times. Still. Yes, and he's got one of those like flashing lights in the back so you never run him over. Oh, right. Him and David Byrne are still riding their bikes around New York City. (laughs) And Cherry Jones, if you know who that is. Lesbian after my own heart. Janet is sitting down uh, with Larry King telling us some of the nicknames she had when she was a kid. Well, her family would fat shame her and then like the media fat shamed her. They called her Donk. That's my nickname but my family. One of my nicknames, Dunk. Where's Dunk come from? From a donkey. I got called a lot of names. Including Dunk? Dunk, pig, cow, slaughter, hog, horse. Those nicknames came from her fucking family. Her brothers. Yes. yes. And her dad. And her dad. Well, her dad. We'll get into her dad a little bit. We'll get to him. I need a good we'll get to him. But this is not a documentary about their father. I'm sure there is one. There was a lot of abuse in that household. Yeah. But we're, you know. But the point is, she's constantly objectified. We yes. see, we saw this all the time. Britney on Star Search. You know, it's been happening yes. since the beginning of time. And there's something about, like, little girls in the spotlight where people just want to treat them like they're 40. Can I tell you how grateful I am that my daughter has no interest in this world? <laughs> Yeah. When I when she was younger, I was really sad. Like we had this one opportunity to take a meeting when she was like three mm-hmm. or four with Wilhelmina models uh-huh. who were really interested in her. And because I had like sent in pictures because we had a friend who was like represented by them, whatever. Oh, wow. And okay. they really wanted a meeting. And Daisy, like she just Steve was like, why would we do that? She would hate it. She's not gonna do anything that she's told to do. Right. <laughs> and she's gonna cry and not wanna go. And I was really sad. And now like watching these things is it just there are certain kids with the temperament. Like if you didn't put like Britney Spears in front of a camera. 
camera when she was sick, she would have died. Like, she needed to do it. Christina Aguilera, all those, like, Justin, you know, all those Mickey Mouse Mouse kids, kids, like, they needed it. But, like, I'm just so glad Daisy's not like that. Well, there's having, like, supreme talent, singular talent, like Janet has, like, whoever, all these people have. But, like... That can be true, but yes. we don't also have to sexualize these little girls no, at seven. Either. I know. Like and I don't know why these old men are just like, let's do that. Let's let's make seven-year-old Janet Jackson do a Mae West impression, including the word lover boy. Even like, when what? like she's older, she's on another talk show, she's like a teenager, and the guy says to her, Why you're a pretty young lady? She thanks. Your eyes, is that your best feature, do you think? I don't know. In watching these men be so creepy with her, I don't think this has changed one bit. I no. think you could turn on any talk show hosted by a man tonight and see them speaking to women the same way or worse. Yeah. I mean, sometimes women are asked those sure. things. Like, remember, like, there's that famous Taylor Swift quote where someone mm-hmm. is, she's on the red carpet. It's like, how many men are you taking home tonight? Yeah, and she goes, yeah. I'm not taking home any men what, tonight. What? Like, Jesus Christ. Like, really? We're doing this still? I know. So, Janet releases her first album in 1982. Yes. She releases her second album in 1984. And her father's her manager. And following the same playbook her brothers use is the Jackson 5. But the thing is, like, the Jackson 5 playbook isn't working with Janet Jackson. Yes, and why correct. would it? Because yep. they're completely different artists. They're different performers. Janet Jackson is a solo act and the Jackson yep. 5 was not. And she obviously. fires her dad. And I love that AM, the music company, the record label, is like, as soon as we heard that, we offered her a record contract. Like it was a really big deal yeah. that like she was a free agent, you know? Yep. And so, like, you know, she she wanted to be, she says she wanted to be the CEO of her life and have control, like the song and well, the name of the album. I know. And that like it was interesting watching them talk about like control was control. all up, yes. Uh, I mean, my God, like the, the video the soundtrack like, of my ice skating like preteen. Years. <laughs> but like it was all about her taking control of her life and breaking away from her dad and like knowing her destiny, knowing herself as an artist and what she needed to do and going out and doing it. And we hear that like Control is a major hit. It's the single, it's the album. It's also like a sea change in the industry. Like she's one of those artists who came in and changed the game for women, for black women in music because they say that like she was able to go out from R&B to pop to Mm -hmm. back and forth to rock and she could do it all in a way that her predecessors didn't. Yeah, and the guy from A&M Records says like to be a black woman who crossed from R&B to pop and back. You really have to find a new mode. She's really finding her own lane and coming up with a new definition of what a black female pop star sounded like. It redefined what a black female pop star can be and sound like. Yes. And like, just when you couldn't love her more, she comes out with Rhythm Nation, 1814. (laughs) Because we meet Torre. I I think that's how you say his name. He's this music journalist for Rolling Stone. And he goes, if we thought Control was the shit, we heard Rhythm Nation and we were like, oh my God. Rhythm Nation, like, but it was a statement album. It was about like women and femininity and sexuality and equality and race. And like, it was saying, she said a lot of really, really, really important things on that record. And like, she even talks about about like Janet is talking about like having class versus being crass. Yes. And like, I'm sorry, like that if video. <laughs> I don't know about this. Tell me everything. Oh my God. The if video <laughs> is so sexy and the choreo is so amazing. Really? It's really hot and like the women are all in control and it's really sexy and like the choreo with the guys, like the guys are on their knees and the women are doing this. But then comes like the dance break. I remember like, like studying that and trying to learn the choreo which I could never do oh my god but like the if video was one of those like it was kind of like a 
It was just one of those videos where everyone was like, shut, 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 shut up, the end video's on. <laughs> and then we would well, all try to do like the choreo. It was like when the Closer to Find video would come 100%. on for the Indigo Girls. The Indigo Girls actually made a video for Closer to Find. I think of course it, they did. They had two music videos. It was for Closer to Find and Galileo, and that is it. Great. Good for them. I know. <laughs> but very much the same thing in my lesbian household growing up. Right. <laughs> shut up, Galileo's <laughs> on MTV. Exactly. <laughs> what was their choreo? Playing guitar, probably. Yeah, Please. Uh, which is Can fine. You imagine? Look, like, I'm sorry, Amy and Emily doing some choreo. I can't. But even let me imagine. tell you, Tori Amos's choreo is sitting crotch first at the piano. Oh my god, it's amazing. I'm sitting like her How right now. Are, this is going to be a 29 hour episode. You're welcome, um, everybody. But look, this album was super, super sexy. She was growing up. She yes. was being sexual. She was being confident. She's running the show. As a black woman, listen, it was just an immediate anthem of strength. She dealt with issues, she dealt with equality, she empowered women, and she was all too right for the conservatives to pounce. And this is where we get the rolling, the iconic Rolling Stones cover with I mean, like her and a man like holding rolling, her boobs. The Rolling Stone. Cover. What did I say? Rolling Ro- Stones. Oh no. You did the grandpa thing. No. You did it. I'm sorry. I know Can we I don't really do a, that anymore. Can I get a Stolies and soda? I'm on yeah. my way to Blockbusters. And that like, I'm sorry. I also, know. Also, I need to pick up a book at Barnes and Noble. <laughs> You said the Rolling Stones. I said the Rolling Stones. Which, you know what? I guess simple mistake, right? Yeah, sure. But anyway, it's the super hot one. But also, like, the cover of it, everyone is looking at that. If you don't know it, there's a Woody Allen interview in that. And it says, Woody Allen, no apologies. Oh, my God. Gross. Really? But then it's like Stone Temple Pilots, Nirvana, the Chili yeah. Peppers, Radiohead, Bjork, yeah. and, like, Janet yeah. in that photo. And if, if you I look at her I want the face, backstory of that. Like, whose idea? What gay on the set was like, girl? It might have been her. Like, Get I wouldn't be surprised out. if it was hers. I know. And the look on her face, there's just this like quiet power and confidence. Well, because of, like, thing, what? somebody says that like it the thing is it looks really sexy, but like that's her man, that's his hands on her boobs. Right. So, like, it's not meant it's meant to be sexy because she's sexy, but it's she's not letting just any person touch her body. Well, you can she's in I, I'm gonna use the word again. She's control. in control of all of it. Yeah. So if there's nothing about she's just like, no, 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 this is what I want. This uh-huh. is what I'm letting happen. Uh-huh. And my arms are up and look at me. And it was a very it conveyed like a lot. Yeah. You I know agree. what I mean? Absolutely. Was that Ooh. the moment a little young Jillian became a bisexual? It was one of them. It, like, how do you watch those I know. videos? I think I became a bisexual. You know, where you're just like, God. It's like, then we have to justify my love video. Like, what was uh-huh. I supposed to I do? <laughs> What's... What are you supposed what to do? What are we supposed you just, to do? You let the music industry turn you by. That's like, what happens. That's what happens. Oh my God. I, and they say it's a choice. I had no choice. I know. Choices were just, it was how it all happened. I'm I know. So sorry, everybody. But they're saying she is unabashed about being uh, an object of desire in a way that she hadn't before. Janet drops this album into the midst of the 90s culture war. We must take back our culture and take back our country. You see the political right starting to push back and say like, whoa, the country's getting too sexual. The super moral majority conservative 1990s. And I was saying, oh my God, the 90s were so awesome, except for this part. Yeah, they call it a culture war. So it was like, this is when they started putting those parental advisory stickers on albums. And they include that Ellen DeGeneres came out. Yeah. I mean, the 90s were mad about that. It was was like Will and Grace, but also the gays were sending tornadoes to Texas. Sure. You know what I mean? God, they can do everything, can't they? (laughs) What can't they do? (laughs) We are just, we're like, yeah. Yeah, sending a tornado and just any just anywhere we want. Sean Hayes is a menace, really. 
<laughs> he's doing Britney choreo on, on Will and Grace. Oh, my God. And he's sending tornadoes S- sending, to Texas or whatever. Like Dan Quayle crying about Murphy Brown being mean to dads. Oh, God. I, like, <laughs> everyone shut up. Well, everyone do shut up because some buzzkill senator named Dan Brownbeck is here. He's a Republican. Yeah, from he's from Kansas. And, uh, like, they were policing sexuality and Republicans are being the worst as usual. Now, and, look, can I say something controversial here? Okay. Do I think that it's okay for parents to think, I don't know that I want my kid to see that. You know what I mean? Oh, I think it's yeah, okay for parents sure. to be like, things are too violent. Things are too sexual. I just think when we take it and, and like make it a mandate that nobody can do anything and well, everybody has to believe the same thing is wrong. The thing is like, then just turn off MTV. Exactly. For your kid. Do you yes. know what I mean? Yes. Like, I, like, so th- there are three major areas of concern because right. everything's too hot and too sexy and too fun. We got to shut it all down. I mean, you are literally talking about being turned bisexual. So they kind of have a, you're proving their point, Jillian. I was born this way. But I'm just saying like, it's the whole idea we've been saying a lot lately. Like you're almost there. You're right you're there. You're so close. It's okay to, to think that things are too violent or too sexy for your six-year-old. It's just the, the implementation of like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So the Parents Television Council is formed. Yes. I'm like, oh, they meet with the FCC and yes. they're trying to get the FCC to be more strict. Right. And they're, they're like, here are some examples. Going back to things like the Bono F-bomb at the Golden Globe Awards on NBC. That's really, really fucking brilliant. <laughs> the Naked Rear End uh, on NYPD Blue. Uh, Howard Stern, his radio broadcast. I'm a very bad girl. All right, here we go. Bono from U2 says fuck at the Golden Globes. Yeah. And he's like, oh, wow, this is really fucking brilliant or whatever. My question is, what is there to be done? Uh-huh. He said the word, it's over. Nobody died. Right. You sit your kid down and explain the word and we move on. Right. The naked butts all over NYPD Blue, they really <laughs> yes. had an issue with. Uh, and Howard Stern. Do you know what? I did not have an issue with that. With I, the naked butts. But I the example not. they show is a woman. I know. But hey, beauty's beauty, But right? when I was like in high school and the only naked butts I could see were on NYPD Blue, I didn't even care that one of them was Dennis Franz. NY- you know what I mean? <laughs> NYPD Blue, <laughs> everyone was naked and everyone was Mark cursing. Paul Gosser, you got, to see, you got to see Zach Morris's butt for yeah, five seconds? Yeah, like a lot. It was pretty great. It was like the first season of Big Love where it was just Bill I know. Bill Paxton's ass every scene. He was having so much sex. You know I love a butt. You know what I mean? Butts are great. If we're talking about the moments that we turned gay, Ryan Phillippe's butt and Cruel Intentions. I know. I play it at the book party you and show. Everybody else. And I always say, I'm sorry, your husbands are all gay now too. Yeah. I don't make the rules. It happens. You see a butt like that, you're gay. Again, it's not a choice. I know. <laughs> I don't know how many times I have to say it. So Janet Jackson is, like, in the middle of all of this. Yes. But all she's doing is, like, writing about her experiences and being sexy. She's not being rude about it. Then don't buy the album. It's wild. We see a concert. Like, we see, like, a moment from a concert where she calls, like, a, a male fan up on stage. Mm-hmm. The, it is as though this is, man is me meeting Ryan Phil, but he's drooling. He's just like, I love you. I You right. can tell that she is the sexiest person in the world to him. Yeah. She straps him down to a thing so he can't touch her. And she just, like, gets on him and rides. She humps him. She humps him. <laughs> now, I'll get to, I, I want to discuss that more in a minute for not the reasons you think. Because they're saying here, like, women and women of color especially have a catch-22. Yeah. Either you're too sexual or, yeah. like, you asked for it or, like, you know, if she didn't want to be sexualized, she, you know, she shouldn't admit that she's a sexual person, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, like, someone says, there's this catch-22 in terms of how women artists and women of color in particular gain control of their own image. You're either too sexual. The other side of that is if you own that, 
Now you open up the floodgates that, well, if she didn't want to be sexualized, then why did she create this image for herself to begin with? Our culture doesn't know what to do with independent women, especially independent black women. So people had to find a way to punish Janet and then do it. Like, we'll get there because I have so many questions. I still watch. I watched the whole documentary and I still have questions about it. Okay, great. 1998. Yeah. Janet's Velvet Rope World Tour. Oh, right? my God. She's the a be- massive superstar. I mean, like, enter white men to ruin everything. And now we are living in, what is it, September 19th. I am here for the NSYNC reunion. I I'd love it if they did it with the Backstreet Boys. Yes, I saw NSYNC yes. in concert. It was yes. incredible. Let's get the, those those boys together because AJ is all over Lance's TikTok. Yes. They, they are coming together. Great. We have adult money now. I'll right. go. Yeah. However... Things happened here. It's just what happens is that NSYNC is invited to, you know, be one of the opening acts for Janet Jackson's Velvet Rope Tour. Now, we see old footage of of them talking about this. You can see, like, the Lance Bass, who I think is wonderful. Yeah. But I don't think that he has, like, a deep, entrenched history of, like, the Jacksons and dance and music. Like, he doesn't have that love. Justin Timberlake definitely does. He grabs the poster of Janet Jackson. He's like, I watched this video a hundred times. I memorized all the choreography. What it ends up being is... Justin Timberlake sexualizing her at any chance he gets. At any chance. And also, I'm just going to say it now, he's been appropriating black culture his entire career. Correct. We're just going to say that. Yes. So yes. it's too- Because there is a difference between appreciating and learning from and appropriating. Which is what he's been doing. Yes. He would do like that voice, that yes. accent. It's like very inappropriate. The cornrows. I mean, like, like the, give me absolutely. A break. I just want to say really quickly before we skip over it, because we're, we're stuck in the 90s right now. And at one point we get the 90s-est moment of anything I've ever seen. What? Which is Christian Slater on some award show introducing Janet Jackson. I know. Like, wearing, like, a fucking structure vest with his, like, Christian Slater, like, gleaming the cube, flappy hair. Remember Untamed Heart? Yes, of course. Of course. Okay, sorry. Sorry. (laughs) I mean, Heathers, we're going to do this? Uh, We're going to do it. We're doing it all. So, it's 2001, and Janet gets the the Icon Award at the the VMAs on MTV. This is disgusting. So, it's presented by Justin and Chris Kirkpatrick. Okay, but I want to say that the person who's telling us this calls it Justin and Bandmate. Excuse me! Because I I kept writing down, I'm like, oh my god, they keep saying Bandmate, and I don't know his name. It's Chris Kirkpatrick. <laughs> but the, the actual person is calling him Justin and Bandit. Like, and Peggy. I mean, I always, right? Until everyone got wise and was like, Justin, what are we doing? I know. I also, know. JC's always been the best member of NSYNC. I've I said just, it before. I I'll say it again. I get over Justin and Bandmate. I mean, I mean so Bandmate. Just like Justin and some guy. Like, yeah. no, it's Chris goddamn Kirkpatrick. Bandmate is trying hard to stick to the talking points because this is a big moment in Janet Jackson's life. But like, just to paint a picture, this is an award show bit. So yes. the bit that was written. Oh, Oh, it is? It wasn't just Justin being a dick? I it, To me, it's a bit that was written. Okay. Because Chris has all of these accomplishments yes. since she was seven years old, he right? Look, Chris, band, bandmate, <laughs> looks like he's being very distracted. So he's going on and on, and Chris says, like, some amazing thing. We love Janet for a whole lot of reasons. Yeah, like, she's fine. One of our favorite Janet Jackson videos is That's the Way Love Goes, because that video had the coolest, most laid-back groove. Yeah, she's ever. fine in the video, too. Yeah, and she's fine. Yeah. And Chris is, like, it's a very lazy and annoying bit. Uh-huh. It's super rude. It's also fucking lazy. Like, Justin, and if you loved her so much, say how much you loved and admired her. Exactly. Instead of sexualizing her again. Yep. And, like, you see her laughing, and then she kind of stops laughing, because he keeps doing it. Yeah, and I think he went above, but I can tell, like, you know, when you know an award show thing, like, they have to get everything yeah. out there, because it's an icon award at the MTV VMAs. Yes. You yes. have to talk for 20 minutes about how amazing Janet Jackson is. Yes. And Justin Timberlake, like, won't let us do do it. Yeah. 
it was just like, kind of important to see that so that we know that Justin and Janet have history. Right. And so, like, MTV and CBS are under this Viacom umbrella. Yes. Viacom's the parent company. And so, like, they were cross-promoting all the time. So CBS had the Super Bowl, and they're like, okay, well, this is a no-brainer. Like, why not work with MTV to make the biggest and best Super Bowl show ever? Because they're saying that MTV completely dominated pop culture. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, And, and, it, and it did. These are, like, the TRL days. Like, yes. this is huge. Yes. So they did exactly that. And the show, this was a, the super famous one, too. Aerosmith and NSYNC and Britney Spears and Mary J. Blige and Nelly. Like, this yeah. was huge. Yes. And so, like, it's a really big deal. Like, in that moment of, like, early 2000s pop history where uh-huh. it's, like, Britney and NSYNC and that was, like, the big Pepsi years, the yeah. Pepsi commercial years. <laughs> Which I know are very meaningful to you. They're very meaningful to me, even though I'm a co-girl through and through. But those Britney videos, like, it's amazing. I just, just did my show in St. Paul the other day. I oh, no. had a Diet Pepsi and I loved it. Great. I really liked it. I love that for you. Oh, good. I think okay. that's amazing. Right. So that was 2001. Yeah. Like, major. By 2004, CBS has the Super Bowl again. And they're like, let's work with MTV to create a spectacle. Yes. Like, let's revisit that, right? So whereas, like, in 2001, the first time they did it, it was, like, wholesome, like, the N- the NFL likes it things. It was real poppy. But they're very poppy. But they're saying the world... And music culture had changed in the time between that and 2004. We knew that MTV was likely to bring along the potential for risky, racy content. And we were very mindful and very concerned about uh, the family-friendly nature or lack thereof of that show because of MTV producing it. The NFL is a little bit nervous because they want to work with MTV, but they have this really wholesome reputation to uphold. Do they, though? I mean, I know. Really? I I mean, a lot has changed now since 2004, I guess. guess. But they're saying that they want to appeal to multiple generations, red states and blue states. And they said there are very few talent that can fit that bill. So they run this like short, MTV runs a short list up the flagpole and essentially everybody agrees on Janet and everyone is excited that she says yes. But they say that by 2004, Janet had kind of been off the radar for a few years. a little bit, yeah. And so they're kind of saying like, Janet, we want you because like you make everybody happy, but you got to make it great, girl because we're throwing you a bone a little and, bit. And, like, she has a new album coming out. Yes. It's all very excited. Like, this was going to be her big return to the center stage. Like, yes. that that was how they were pitching it to her. And so they have, like, you know, music was not the same in 2004. Nelly is still going to be there, however. I know. Nelly, Nelly survived the change from 2001 it's to 2004. It's Nelly, Puff Daddy, Kid Rock, uh, <laughs> wearing barf. an American flag. Oh, my God. And I'm like... And Janet Jackson. Like, so these, like, rich conservatives, like the owner of the Texans, have issues with this yeah. because, basically, they're being racist about it. They, right. don't, they don't want the rap music damaging their precious football image. Like, who would they have? Like, I mean, I guess Celine Dion would make everybody happy. Why hasn't she done it? I don't know. You know, not you. Not you. I'm not Celine Dion would not make you happy. Oh, my God. I didn't say that. You go, you take yourself and you deal with this with Natalie. I know. I didn't say it, Natalie. Natalie. (laughs) I'm just saying... I would rather go see Titanic, I think. Okay, great. Oh, my God. Okay. You know what? You're letting me have Diet Pepsi. I'm going to let you have not love It's not that I don't love Celine. Oh, my God. (laughs) Tell me your feelings about Celine Dion. You have 10 seconds. I think she's great. I think she has, like, one of the most powerful voices of our generation and maybe the world. Okay. Do I own any of her albums? No. Do you own any albums? Of Celine Dion? Of anything. Yes. Okay. <laughs> like a vinyl record? We have a huge vinyl collection. But I have I have I purchased the Celine Dion yep. record? And no. I'm your lady. But I appreciate her very much. And you are my man. I'm not gonna go out of my way to listen to when that song, but if it's on, I wouldn't complain. Okay, great. I think that's fair. That is absolutely right? fair. 
So they eventually get the NFL to talk to Les Moonves. Boo. Boo. Who's the head of CBS, super powerful, and just all around bad guy. Yeah, and also just also kind of a dick. But Moonves promises, don't worry about it. It's going to be clean, friendly, and it will offend exactly zero people. How'd that go, Moonves? That's impossible. I know. I promise you that is impossible. They also say, like, just in case. I was probably late in December, and I remember getting a call from Sally saying, you know, we think that maybe there's a good idea to add somebody that might you know, help with the temper, the the tone a little bit. And we think about adding Justin Timberlake. And I said almost immediately, absolutely. Let's get the guy who's been appropriating black culture and music his entire career. That'll make the white people feel happy. But they're also not announcing him. Like, he's going to come out as, like, a secret super surprise guest. Right. And so, like, the press release was referencing these shocking moments. And, like, Justin was going to be the the surprise shocking Well, because they're saying, like, no, they were foreshadowing that, like, something, like, what happened was going to happen. And they're saying, no, the secret shocking surprise was Justin. Right. Like, I feel like that gets lost here that Justin was a surprise. But the other thing that also gets lost, because we meet Beth McCarthy Miller, who's the director of the halftime show. Number one, I want 50 minutes of how much interaction did you actually get with the artists? Yeah. My guess is not much. Yeah. And they breeze past this. Number one, they didn't get the football field until Thursday night. Mm-hmm. So, like, we the game is on Sunday, I'm assuming. That's when they play the, fo- the, the, the football. No, wait. The Super... I think the Super Bowl doesn't have to be on Sunday. No, Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> because I know that you can have, like, Monday night football. Sorry, it, it's Super Bowl it, Sunday. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the point it's is, long week. they get the they only get the field on Thursday, and it's like these like what kills me here is that nobody wants to rehearse, nobody wants to show up. We're gonna learn that Justin like doesn't even get there until ten minutes before airtime. He was like flying in from Europe, so like all of this could have been avoided if these professionals just acted like fucking professionals. Right. You know what I mean? But like they do have rehearsals. Yes, and. Like, everyone's there, and the NFL has notes, and CBS has notes, and they're micromanaging this like crazy, and they're being annoying. Yes, and what's annoying about it is that the director, Beth, tells us... They were doing a Janet Jackson song and then went into Justin's song. At the end of the song, he sings, I'm going to have you naked by the end of this song. And on the word song, they had Janet wearing a tearaway skirt. And he was just going to take the skirt off on song. She had a full jumpsuit underneath. And then he tears away like a tearaway skirt that she's wearing. Right. And she's wearing a jumpsuit. And they say everybody agreed that that didn't work. We didn't like that. Yes. But then nobody gave them an ending. That's kind of where this whole thing starts. And the thing is, they needed a big ending. Yes. So, so the, Justin was going to come in, sing Rock Your Body. I guess they didn't have any objection to the lyrics. And I'll have you naked by the end of the song. Exactly. Then there, there was supposed to be some big finale. Like, he came like in for the last song. Moment. A big, and, like, moment. And everyone says that that moment didn't work. Okay, Good night. Thank you, everybody. Right. And so Janet's like, okay, fine. So what is being told to us now? Yeah. Is that Janet's stylist went out and spent a lot of time at a tailor getting these costumes altered. And what people are saying in this documentary is that no one knows what he was doing or where he was, but apparently Janet's team was working on something. And also, he, they are telling us, they reports say that he went out and bought a sterling silver sunburst nipple shield. Yeah. And then went and spent time at this tailor getting things altered, but nobody... Now, my thing is, like, where's the fucking tailor? You know what I mean? Wouldn't the right. ta- Don't you think we would have found the tailor by now? I don't know. You know? Probably went into hiding after all this. The, the point... 
being like, I'm sorry, NFL and CBS and Les Moonves, but like if you say the bit doesn't work and then you don't give them anything to do, Janet Jackson is like, this is my return from right. four years. I'm selling an album. I got to do something major. No one gave me any direction. I, she's doing what I would have done. I'm, I'm shocked that for people who are so terrified of yeah. anything, even maybe a whiff of controversy, like why didn't they say, I think what they were saying without saying it is that doesn't work. So just like end with jazz hands. <laughs> Like, I don't, you know, like, just Which give is a me a note little, that I can, I can always take that note. You know what I mean? Give me a little jazz hand yeah, moment, a little sure. razzle-dazzle. But I don't that think that was... That doesn't work, end with jazz <laughs> And then he, they want Janet yeah. Jackson and Justin Timberlake to be like... <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> with a little top hat yes, and jazz hands. Oh, my God. Which is like how we end every... <laughs> So it's that's just you and me at the end of every time we drag those fucking dancers out and make them do that it's bit so over fun. and over again. We bum. It's so fun. It is really but fun. But this is Jen Jackson you're talking See about. See you at Obsessed Fast. The dancers right. will be there. The dancers are doing a dance class at Obsessed Fast. I know. It's wild. I need to know what time it is because I don't want to be busy. It's 10 a.m. on Saturday morning. God damn it. <laughs> Have fun, everybody. But this is Janet Jackson we're talking about. And Justin Timberlake, say what you will, the guy can dance, right? Yeah. So, like, th- they're not just going to do jazz hands and a top hat. Like, no. Right? So, right. please. So, it's a, it's game day. The game starts. We learn that Justin Timberlake isn't even fucking there. He came to whatever te- Texas town this was in, flew to L.A. for the afternoon or whatever. He, f- he flies back. He's not even in Texas until 20 minutes after the game starts. And he has, he goes to talk to Janet and her stylist. Well, hang on a second. They, they, the police. Police meet him at the airport to yeah. give him a police escort to the stadium. Like, how much attention do you need? Right. Even I wouldn't do that. I know. Figure <laughs> you know it out, Justin. I mean? Like, have a call sheet. It's like, also please. just like, what, like, stay in Texas and do this big fucking thing. I you know. know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's, it's be rude. a professional. It's rude. So he immediately is like, I got to talk to Janet and her stylist. I need to know what we're doing. So yeah. they, and what we're told is they have a five minute conversation because Justin left no more time. There was requests for him to go in to speak to Janet, her stylist. We as the producers didn't, we weren't in the room. Nobody was in the room. There was a small conversation that lasted minutes uh, in her dressing room. Justin came out, everyone went off to get in their ready start positions. They talk for five minutes, and then it's like, places, we got to get ready for the halftime show. Yep. So the execs are already pissed, because as the show is happening, they're like, that note wasn't addressed, that note wasn't addressed. Well, they just didn't take any of their notes, and if I'm understanding this correctly, they did one night of rehearsal on Thursday, and then didn't revisit any of this again right. until the show on Sunday. We've decided Super Bowl Sunday happens on it's Sunday. Sunday. Okay. I can't believe I just said that. It's been a really long week. I'm it's sorry. It's been a long week. That's um, true. But like, and, and, it's also only Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I mean? I know. <laughs> um, but no, it's fine. And the notes weren't just for Janet and Justin. I want to be clear on that. One other thing that we jumped right over, the whole thing is opened by Jessica Simpson. Did you see her? She's Jessica was like, Simpson was here? She was the one who was like, all right, Texas, are you ready to Oh, so she like anou- she announced it? Yes. And oh. I'm like, Jessica, I'm like, 2004 was wild. We Is that the year everyone thought she was fat when she really looked smoking? Oh, my God. We I'm all sure. owe her an apology, too. <laughs> Fucking we, Us Weekly you know, the, the and Perez Hilton. Simpson family, get them all over here. I want to apologize to all of them. I heard that Ashley Simpson song in the car the other day. You know what? It's a bop. Which one? <laughs> Pieces of me. Pieces of me. Pieces of me. Pieces Pieces of me. It's a good fucking song. It's, a, it's, it's a so good. good. So his yeah. boyfriend, oh my God. 
It's a great album. Yeah. I've listened to more Ashley Simpson than I've listened to Celine Dion. Make it, <laughs> just decide what you will. Natalie. I had see? Ashley Simpson downloaded on my iPod or whatever. I did not have Celine Dion downloaded. Natalie was once on the news and her lower third Celine was Dion Celine fan. Dion fan. I think that's great for her. And they didn't even say her name. It just said <laughs> Celine Dion fan. And Natalie's like, that's really all I'll ever be. <laughs> Natalie is amazing. I know. So like some of the other notes was like Kid Rock, who we all know is a nightmare and terrible, yes. but he was like wearing the flag and he Texas thought that was disrespectful. So all of these things are happening. Also, make that make sense to me. Like, nobody is more Murica to me than Kid fucking Rock. You know what I mean? Like, he's wearing the flag because he loves it. Right. And then he's like, becomes, he's like a MAGA person now. Anyway, but the, according to these executives. My daughter basically said, Dad, there were parts of the halftime show which were terrible. Kid Rock had disrespected the flag. It was going to be difficult for her to explain to her fellow high school teachers how I and the NFL can allow a halftime show like that get on the air. I can't show my face at work tomorrow. And I'm like, really? In the middle of the halftime show, like, your daughter is like, Daddy, I can't show my face at work tomorrow. Like, give me a fucking break. People are dying break. all over the world. Just Kim, there's Timber- people that are dying. <laughs> You're really this upset Knock in the middle it off, of the show. Bethany. So here it is. It's the big finale. Janet's performing. It's Rhythm Nation. Bum, yeah. The screens are everywhere. It's like a major thing. And then... Bada bing, bada boom, Justin comes out, the place goes wild, right? Yes. Everything is going according to plan, except for the fact that none of the notes were taken and everyone's upset. <laughs> and somehow Jessica Simpson got in. Yeah, you know what? Good for her. I love her. So the script was being followed, apparently. The choreography was everything that was agreed to, apparently. Yeah. And at the end, of, so like, now we're at the end of the song. I'm going to have you naked by the end of the song. Yeah. And Justin rips off part of Janet's costume, but it was the part that was over her breast. Right. And we see Janet's nipple for nine, nine sixteenths of a second. second, which we've had like 10 of so far in that silence. <laughs> I, know. I mean, a minuscule amount of time. Now, I want to also say, like, they show us immediately in the moment the still shots of, like, Janet looks down. She looks horrified. horrified. Yeah. Justin looks like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, whatever happened, I don't know. Was not according to plan. Was not according to plan, but what was the plan? Like, I, don't I know. can't imagine Justin would have just ripped her. Th- How would you even know that would tear away unless yeah. she told you? Yeah, I don't know. You know? I don't know. Nobody knew. Like, there, something involving her boob was supposed to happen there. It's something. You know? I, I don't know what it was. Yes. But th- I think it's also important to Are you getting to know- uncomfortable? Because I want to I want to talk about it for 25 minutes. Like, Let's talk about it. I'm not uncomfortable well, at all. Like, like, I, like, is it possible? that Janet was like rip my thing away and my my bra's gonna show and that'll be great and the bra slipped or somebody moved the bra or maybe she was like pretend to rip it away and he ripped it too hard I don't I don't know but I know that whatever happened was way above and beyond what she was like she was not expecting that at all because the look on her face I totally agree I just is the look on her face like I I can't believe he did that or oh my god my bra moved and I didn't realize it or because what we will learn Whatever happened was whatever the last moment was was decided by Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake mm-hmm. and the choreographer. How if it was executed wrong or if he went off right. script or whatever, the only people in the world who know what was supposed to happen right. is Justin, Janet, and the choreographer. Yeah, and Justin ran 
in his mouth a lot and never explained it. Yeah. So we'll get to Justin and in a minute. And she apologized a lot and never explained it. Right. But I do think it's important to know I'm that, on her side. Yeah, A million percent on her side. And Good. Because like, we have a problem. The thing about... Oh, my God. Can you imagine? It's what they always say. The cover-up is way worse than the crime. Of course. It, the, the fallout from all of this makes Justin such a bigger dirtbag than whatever happened on stage. Right. So anyway. So, but I think it's important to remember that, like, the people running the show didn't even see it. No, they were exactly. So, that's how fast... Like, yeah. nine sixteenths of a second is nothing, yep. right? The song ended... We went wide, the pyro hit, and we started plotting. We're just like, oh my gosh, you know, we did it. And then the phone rings. And I'm thinking I'm answering that phone because I'm gonna get, like, that was amazing, and congratulations. Instead, I get... Did you see what just happened? And they were expecting, like, congratulations, we did it. Let's start planning next year. Like, yeah, really, yeah, yeah. they were yeah. they were just waiting for, like, these accolades. And no, 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 no. Yeah. So Janet is crying. Janet leaves. They we, say she fled. We only know that, like, second or third hand. That's because, true. like, the stage manager is saying, I saw my assistant who said, when Janet came off stage, I had a blanket for her. I put the blanket on her and she was crying. So we don't know that Janet was crying from Janet or from any firsthand That's source. Very true. It's a secondhand story. Right. Yeah. And no one's getting a straight answer. Like Justin stays and is the life of the party and he won't say if it's planned or not. When someone asks him, he goes, oh, well, it's every man's dream. Yes, because they don't, they don't ask him directly about the, the Nobody, the world doesn't yet know this is a big deal. Right. Because he's out there talking to like reporters from like Entertainment Tonight and they're, and Maria Menudos, who I went to college with, was like, you got, oh, you that got, was, yeah. yeah, you got all steamy with Janet Jackson and he's like, it's everyone's dream. No one is saying, whoa, what you did was a big fucking deal and you shouldn't have done it. I think he knows he's going to get in trouble but it, that's not how it's being presented right. to the people he's talking to. But he's also taking no responsibility. And also, if you've never seen this very famous image, she is wearing a large, like, nipple ring decoration that's yes. the star. Yeah. It looks like a star kind of thing or like yeah. a sun or whatever. So it's not like... At first, I think people didn't even know that you could see her nipple. Yeah. Because it was 916 and there was some kind of, it was like beautiful jewelry on yep. it. So it didn't really make people, until everyone was like, no, we saw right. a nipple. And I'm like, guys walk around shirtless all the time. I know. It's a nipple. I know. It's a I nipple. Know. I don't understand I the know. problem. I know. I don't get it. But it's also like Janet just runs away. Like they're saying they couldn't get her on the phone. They couldn't get her manager on the phone. She is not talking. But then as Justin is quote manning up, which is like, no, he's not. He and says two a things. A woman said that. I was like, can we get that expression out God. of the fucking language? And the bar is on the fucking floor, yeah. by the way. Yes. But Justin says two things. We pulled him aside one to one. Justin, what just happened? He's like, that was never meant to happen. I was told you guys knew. We didn't. He's very apologetic. So, like, which is it, Justin? Like, what was supposed to happen? Either that wasn't supposed to happen right. or you thought she knew what exactly. was going to happen. So, like, he, this is him starting to run his mouth. Can I just say one more thing? The breast cup was tearaway. It was, like, I don't... That's the part of the costume that yes. was on her breast. Yes. So whether or not he was supposed... She gave him permission to touch her there. Maybe it was tearaway just for her. Who knows? Right. It's not like he... It was very... It came off easily. I mean, like, that's what the guy was doing at the tailor for all those hours. Once again, I'm not... I'm, I am team Janet 100%. I'm yeah. not saying he had permission to touch her there at all. But it was tearaway. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's it, all. Yeah, yeah. 
then we see some woman on like Fox News somewhere. We don't see her face. Yeah. But this is where it starts to like slut shame Janet. Where yes. it's like, Janet, just admit you're a trollop uh-huh. and you need attention for your new album. That's all you have to say. And we'd forgive you. I'm like, I really don't think you would. No. Like, you just want to call her a trollop? I know. Are you fucking kidding me? And this is just the beginning of it. But this is where, and this is like, I just couldn't stop thinking about this because suddenly Janet and Justin are not in this together. Exactly. They're not dealing with this as a team. Justin yep. is leading the narrative. And all of the things that happened to, to Janet Jackson, whether it's public opinion or deals that were lost or or roles that she wasn't playing. Or the, her album that tanked. Justin could have stopped it at any time. Yes. And he didn't. Yes. He could have said, wait a second. Yep. Hold on here. There, There's two of us here. He said none of it. He did the cutesy, aw shucks, folksy thing. Got a call prior to the show saying that they wanted to do a costume reveal. Now, I was under the impression that what was going to be revealed in the costume reveal was uh, a red brazier, a bustier, forgive me. He was like, oh, is it a bra or a bustier? I'm sorry, I don't know the words. I just he could have stopped it at any time and he poured gasoline on the fire. I cannot that. imagine living like that. When people were asking you like, oh, Justin, you could have been like, wait, okay, I have to say something here yeah. because like this isn't fair that I'm getting, you think it's of course. cute. If I, like, and he does that years later, but it, it's like way too little to wait. You, he does it when it makes him look good to do it right. like a decade After later. After everyone's been screaming at him to do it. Exactly. So Justin releases a statement without her. Yes. And this is where we get the famous term. It was a wardrobe malfunction. Yeah. Janet doesn't release a statement, but her Not right away. her reps told MTV News that like oh she apologizes. Yeah, and because she does that, Janet looks quote unresponsive. Right. Then we see Justin talking to Entertainment Tonight, and he's he tells us his side of the story. He says. I was told it was supposed to be a reveal of a red bustier. He apologizes for saying He was bra. like a bra or bustier, brassiere. Like, I don't know. But I'm then like, he Justin. says, we didn't really have time to rehearse it. To which I'm like, right, because you went to L.A. for lunch, Justin. Right. You know what I mean? But Janet says, eventually, she releases a statement that says, the decision to have a costume reveal at the end of my halftime show performance was made after final rehearsals. MTV was completely unaware of yes. it. It was not my intention that it went as far as it did. I apologize to anyone offended, including the audience, MTV, CBS, and the NFL. Yeah, and I believe that. I think that whatever the intent was was decided by the three of them in that room and right. something went wrong. I love Tito Jackson says there were two people on that stage. He did the pulling. Her breast didn't just jump out. Like, and so instead of facing this together, yes. Justin Timberlake distances himself, doesn't offer any help, doesn't tell the media to I lay know. off. I know. Like Justin, His fucking hero. Justin exposed Janet and Janet is vilified, and Justin's like, aw shucks about all of this, right? Yeah, and it's like the people, we we are told, the people at Viacom and MTV feel that Justin's apology had been sincere, but hers was insufficient. And now it becomes about how Janet is hasn't apologized enough, and Janet Jackson is, is like being told that she has to apologize to like everyone she's ever met. She is told, they are both told, that if they want like a future in this business, they have to go see Les Moonves in person and do an in-person apology. An executive at CBS's communications department told me Justin Timberlake showed up to the Los Angeles offices of CBS and gave that in-person apology and basically kissed the ring. Justin was even pretty teary-eyed about it. Justin Timberlake eagerly does. Eagerly does. And Janet Jackson refuses. But like he's he's not even doing the bare minimum because he's not being helpful. Right. He will grovel to Les Moonves, pick up the fucking phone and call Janet Jackson and help her. Just text your friend. Right. You know what I mean? This, this woman, this icon, this yeah. legend that you idolized, who, by the way, helped your career immensely yes. when she let you open for her yes. on that tour. Yes. And you don't even have to say it to her if Janet's going through something. In one of the 
zillions of microphones that are in your face or the cameras that are in your face, set the record straight. And yep. by you being like, oh, it's every man's dream, you're hanging around to dry. He could have stopped it at any minute and he chose not to. And like to be her in this moment, just like watching your career unravel, somebody says like all that she had done, all that she had worked for in her life and her career were taken away from her in that instant by this white guy. Right. And to be slut-shamed and yes. she's not apologizing enough and it's not good enough. It's like, this is Janet Jackson. Show some respect. I know. You know what I mean? And it gets crazy. The FCC is going nuts. There's a class action lawsuit. The FCC opens an investigation. They're taking the computers of the people who work at MTV to really get to the bottom of it, but Jillian. I like, and what happened? I know. Who died? I because know. 9 16 you know what I mean? Like, what? what is, I don't understand it. But they make, they force her to make yet another apology. And this time it's on video. Yes. And she does it. And she takes the blame 100%. And she says, this was my idea and it was my thing. Nobody else knew and it blew up and I'm really sorry. Basically just saying what she said in her statement. But remember how she had an album coming out like the next day? Now we're dealing with the Grammys because the Grammys are on CBS, which is managed and run by Les Moonves. And right. he's saying, if Janet Jackson and Justin were going to be on the Grammy Awards, they would have to publicly apologize on the show. And that's where things got really sticky. Is this fair that Justin Timberlake gets to perform the Grammys, Janet Jackson doesn't? Absolutely not. He's invited to perform. She will not even be in the building. She is not invited. Janet Jackson is banned from the building. And the whole thing is that, like, she had an album out that year. This would have been a big fucking deal for her. Somebody from the Recording Academy says this was, like, set to make Justin Timberlake's solo career. Right. Because he wins a Grammy. and once- Two. Two. And once again, it's like, whatever. Once again, he could have done something amazing here. Yes. He could have taken the time to be on stage with all eyes on him and say he could have stepped in and helped Janet. Yes. But he apologizes again. He doesn't say her name. Yeah. He doesn't say her name once. He's like, it's been a hard week. He doesn't ask. He makes a joke about it. Yeah. He doesn't ask people to stop attacking her. He doesn't stand up for her. He doesn't have her back. He doesn't say what the truth is. And instead, it's the greatest moment of his life. Uh-huh. And I just thought, you don't even have the decency to say this woman's name. I know. She's not allowed in the building. Janet Jackson is banned from the building? It's Make it make sense. Wild. You, Justin, you have all eyes on you. Do the right thing. But this is what they were talking about earlier in the episode when it was about punishing her. Yes. So she's a successful, beautiful, sexy, sexual, self-made black woman. The people in the beginning of this episode were saying, like, she's going to pay for that eventually. Mm-hmm. She's going to pay for that in a way that he's never going to have to. People just don't like that. Exactly. They don't, I mean me but like society just doesn't really like seeing like oh wow she she's too pretty she's too successful she's too confident she's too sexy she's too and this is like where she goes on letterman he tells her that she smells good he she's trying desperately to talk about anything but this right so it was just a mistake is what you're saying he uh, justin timberlake wasn't supposed to pull your rip your blouse off was he wasn't supposed to do that he was he wasn't what exactly transpired? Dave, there? you're gonna make me relive this. I, I, I want to put all that behind me. No, well, not, well, not me. But it's all he wants to talk about. And, you know, she's a punchline now. Like, celebs yeah. are dressed like her from the show. All these late night jokes. Like, everyone's referencing it. Chris Rock is screaming about it. It's like, it's endless. And so people are, like, talking about that she's a trollop and, like, slut-shaming her. Yeah. And then then it's sort of, like, these people are obsessed with her. Like, it was nine sixteenths of a second. Let's just let it go. And, like, the punishment just continues. Like, she's basically shadow banned from radio. They yeah. won't play her album. MTV's not playing her, her videos. Her album is going down the drain. And, like, people just, like, start being outwardly and 
openly racist about it. Yeah. Like, because now, Janet becomes, like, sort of the tip of the iceberg, and there are these people on Fox News or whatever being like, America wants just good old-fashioned football. We don't want, quote, gang-banging rappers and bare breasts. Uh-huh. We want to see football, damn it. And I'm like, oh, you're saying it out loud. And she loses everything. Like, she was in talks to play Lena Horne in a movie, but, like, Justin Timberlake's star just rises. And rises. it's so infuriating to see this trajectory that, like, remember when Janet Jackson just kind of went away, and then Justin yeah. Timberlake became a huge fucking star yep. that he still is to this day. Right. Made a video about Britney, Crimea River. Remember yes. that actress who was just, ba- it was like a Britney double? Uh Crazy. So like, but the thing is like all of these white men that she made rich, which yeah. are so many, like looking at you too, Justin, but like Richard Bronson was able to buy an island because Rhythm Nation was so successful and Rhythm Nation was on Virgin Records. Yeah. Like nobody stood up for her. Nobody had her back. And then Virgin Records dumps her. Right. She parts ways with Virgin Records. Yeah. I'm like, how convenient is that? And then we get 10 minutes of people screaming in Congress. They call it the Janet Jackson bill. Basically, like they're trying to double or triple or whatever the fines to the from the FCC for things like this happening. We just get these like these Congress people just screaming, this lady, Heather Wilson, is real mad. But it's all about like what what you deem appropriate or inappropriate uh-huh. for your children. Right. You can't police that. Like what what's inappropriate or appropriate for Daisy was not, you know, you can't, yes. that's not a universal thing. No. And like, I don't, I just don't understand it. But they're blaming Janet 100% on this. Like at all of these hearings, like because it's the Janet Jackson bill. It's uh-huh. like, right, what? Right. And like finally some man. I thought you were mad at Kid Rock for having the flag, but like let's forget about this white guy. Like I don't understand. There's like Congressman Bobby Rush steps in. He's a black man who reminds us all that it's Black History Month. And with that in mind, I have to tell you that when I saw this occurrence at the Super Bowl, it innately reminded me of the kind of uh, atrocities that have been visited upon not only um, African-Americans in general, but African-American women in particular. He's just saying it out loud. Like, you're just coming after her. Yeah. Like, anything Madonna did, writhing on stage, masturbating on stage. That's what 20 I'm saying. times worse, right. That's what I'm saying. And, like, there's, like the, 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 Madonna was never made to suffer the same way. Not, no way. They didn't have to, like, go get and punish Madonna. Right. All right, Italy, find her. Right. Or whatever. <laughs> but, like, but it, it, it always led her to be a bigger star. It yes. never took away anything from her star power. Exactly. She, like, because it was, it was, ugh. Yeah. So, you know, MTV was... Never asked to collaborate with CBS on a Super Bowl show ever again. People were fired. Like, Janet, like, she's still Janet Jackson, don't get me wrong, but, like, that album could have been so much bigger than it was. Yeah. So there's this clip of Justin Timberlake talking about this, like, years after the fact. Yes. But what he says is, like, I don't hear any ownership in this. Right. He goes, you know, it was 50-50, there were two people up there, and I got, like, 10% of the blame. And that really says something about our society. Uh Uh-huh. And I'm like... Right. Why don't you say something about our society? Why, you know what I mean? Why don't you say... Her, and her yeah. name is Janet Jackson, by the way. Exactly. You had her poster on your wall growing uh-huh. up. You might remember her. She put yeah, you yeah. on tour when yeah. you were, like, just She put you on the out. map. Right. So, in 2018... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Justin Timberlake headlines the Super Bowl. Yeah. He does rock your body again. I know. He does the same song. And in response, the internet launches... Janet Jackson Appreciation Day hashtag. Yes. Because it was like enough is enough already. And this is what they say like is a big reason why she gets inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Right, in 2019. Which like she does this amazing speech and in the end she's like also induct more women. Right. She like, she talks directly to her fans. Yeah. And she's super moving about the people who stayed with her and defended her and then she, yeah, begs them to induct more women. Like, hashtag please. justice for the Indigo Girls. Why aren't they there? They should be in the Rock and they Roll Hall of Fame. There. They should be in the Lesbian Folk Music Hall of Fame. They right. should, can we, I'm going to make one. Okay, great. Okay, I think you should. Thank you so much. Anita will be like the, yes. the head person. But eventually the FCC comes out and was like, yeah, okay, maybe we overreacted. And then we have people saying like... Ironically, what's 
considered appropriate now is owning your sexuality, owning your identity, whether it's Ariana Grande, Nicki Minaj, Beyonce, obviously, and now Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion on a record like WAP. Women are generally applauded for their sexual agency. Right now, we live in an age of, like, celebrating this kind of sexuality with uh-huh. women, and that Janet Jackson laid the foundation for all of it, right. especially for women of color. Right. Oh, and this train is never late. Les Mouvez is exposed as a creep. Right. Sexual misconduct, yeah, violent has, encounters. He has to step down from CBS. He's kicked out of his own company. I know. <laughs> his career is over, but he's still, like, insanely rich. Um, yeah. And people, you know, are, refuse to comment. But in 2020, after people just had, like, had had it, yeah. they... At because, the height of the Free Britney movement. Because That's what I'm saying. Like, a lot yeah. of stuff is coming out about Britney. And again, like, he never... Whatever. And Justin posts, like, this apology on Instagram where he's saying he's deeply sorry for the times in his life where his actions contributed to the problem where he spoke out of turn or did not speak up for what was right. He understands he fell short. And I benefited from a system that condones misogyny and racism. And then he says, finally says their names, I specifically want to apologize to Britney Spears and Jan Jackson, both individually, because I care for and respect these women. And I know I failed. So that came out in 2020. I mean, I guess... I guess. You know know? what I mean? Like, better late than never, but definitely not enough. Yeah. I mean, it feels, it's just like, Justin, you could have done a lot. I know. you didn't. And there were these two women that you sort of like, we talked about this in Britney. He was like laughing about her and at her on Howard Stern. And it's like, Yeah, I know. (laughs) I know. Really? My head hurts. Oh my God, girl. We did, what's it called? It's called Malfunction, the dressing down of Janet Jackson. Oh, my stars. Fam, come see us at Obsessed Fest, October 20th to the 22nd in Dallas. You're doing your Taylor Swift sing-along. I am. How's that playlist coming? It's going pretty well. We're doing the Garbage Ball after the TCO Live show on Saturday night. Great. We're describing it as like your favorite night at your favorite gay bar. There's going to be a video wall and a DJ and bars. And you can wear whatever you want. You can go all out. You can wear sweatpants. You can wear pajamas. It's all, it's fine. It's going to be so great. Join us on the Patreon. You get over 400 full bonus episodes when you sign up. Yeah. We've made over like 700 episodes between TCO and the Patreon. Is that wild? It either feels like five episodes or seven million. I, I go back depending and forth. On the day. <laughs> depending I know, on the day. I know, I uh, know. What are we doing next? All right, we're doing an episode of 48 Hours called The Dexter Killer. This Ooh. piece of shit thinks he's Dexter Morgan and he's not. Oh at my all. God. He literally thinks he's Dexter Morgan. <laughs> all right, we'll stay tuned for the trailer for that and our funny and hilarious outtakes. All right, we'll see everybody later. Everyone stream Janet Jackson today. I know. Good job. Goodbye. With many serial killers, it's the killing part that they enjoy. And once they've killed the person, they're done. Not Mark Twitchell. I do think Mark Twitchell was using the filmmaking as an outlet to live out his fantasies, and it ultimately wasn't enough for him. And that's why his fantasies crossed into reality. I think Mark Twitchell believes that he is very smart, very methodical, very logical, very level-headed, much like the character of Dexter Morgan. And so I think he got ideas from the show. I think he was drawn to the character because that's what he wanted to be. There's significant links to Dexter. He had a kill room set up with plastic sheeting. He had had a table set up for his victims. He had this kind of processing kit that was very similar to what Dexter uses. Bomb 
Mono put that stupid album on everyone's iPod or whatever. Like, I'm not here defending. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> I'm not here defending Bono. But in that, I really, like, people, like, saying, like, he's Do saying it. Do we hate it. Bono for that? I think it's all a It was much, annoying. Right? Yeah, it was It was annoying. Anyway, and then you couldn't remove it or something. That was like a weird pop culture How thing. do I do that with my audio book? What deal do I need to make with Apple? Please. You'll find a way. I don't know. <laughs> and, and you have to listen to the whole thing before you get to call anybody. You can't oh. text anybody until you get all the way through. It's only six hours of the audio book, you Everyone guys. Everyone just listen to it on like... <laughs> Twice, two, two points. I do good. You try that. I dare you. <laughs> you didn't read the audiobook like that. No, I'm saying that's me on two on double speed. Oh, I feel like you're the, the editor or the people recording it were just like slow down. That was always my note in any kind of public speaking thing. It was like great, slow, slow down. down. And I'm like, yeah. I don't know how to do that. 